not a peer-reviewed podcast, and we strongly suggest not citing us in your thesis essay. We would also like to say that this is an adult podcast, and while you could watch it with your kids, considering the amount of times we directly quote sex scenes, that might not be what you want for the talk. Lastly, this podcast contains spoilers, so if you don't want the ending of your new favorite book ruined, leave! What are you doing here? And remember, this is all for fun. Hello, everybody. My name is Rebecca Price. And I'm Elliot Roberts. And welcome to Poorly Explained, a podcast where we explain books. Poorly. I had to explain to my teacher today that I did a podcast, and she's like, what is it about? And I'm all like, Poorly Explained. And then she laughed at me, and I was like, yep. Thanks. I was like, it's a, it's a podcast where I explain books poorly. And people always have, like, different reactions to that. Sometimes they're like, oh, okay. And other times they're like, wow, that sounds super interesting. And this time it was the, oh, okay. Mm, I don't know how to feel about that. Great. So uh, the book we are reading today is 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Another sci-fi book. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, the fun fact about this one was this one was actually written to become a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there was no, like, this wasn't a book that then became a movie because like, I want to adapt this into a movie. This was Stanley Kubrick and the author of this book coming together and being like, we want to make this space movie. Mm-hmm. There were differences between the movie and the book, just, and, uh, God. And the movie got the science right when the book didn't. And NASA, like, used 2001's movie stuff to actually do shit with their probes. It's cool. I like it. Yeah, it's very intense. I haven't seen the movie. The book was really good. But let's start with the start of the book. The book starts out with Monkey Man. Monkey Man. His name is Moon Watcher, and he's mm-hmm. a smart monkey man. Like, smarter than your average monkey man. Monkey man, yeah. Yeah, he, know, he knows how he to stand. He got some consciousness in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has, like, a, a little bit of a conscious. Like, he knows mm-hmm. he himself exists. He so, who. yeah, he was a he who. He is the he who <laughs> of the <laughs> return to he who. Um, but so he, he is in a group and he's like the pseudo leader of the group and he is there to be a monkey man, I guess. So here they go to the water hole every day they get water. They're starving. It's a whole mess. And then Mm -hmm. one day an obelisk is found and it's this giant black obelisk. And they're like, what does this obelisk do? And they just stare at it for a solid moment and the obelisk starts possessing them. Mm Mm-hmm for lack of a better word, and making them do stuff like tie knots and Mm -hmm. pick up stuff and roll over. Yep. Oh, sorry. That was a fucking motorcycle. Good Lord. Yeah, no, I had a motorcycle literally just passed behind me too. Um... Yeah, so it's like this weird thing, and Moon Watcher does the best out of all of them. He succeeds mm-hmm. in every single task, and it has him make a weapon and kill a guy. Yep, it's great. <laughs> the obelisk is like murder. Murder, my son. Ah, <laughs> uh, I gotta move my microphone away from me. It's so close. But yeah, so Moon Watcher kills a man, and then that's the end of the first part, sort of. It like talks about evolution and stuff like this. Here's the quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, without those weapons, often though he had used them against himself, man would have never conquered his world. Into them he had put his heart and soul, and for ages they had served him well. But now, as long as they existed, he was living on borrowed time. Ooh. 
I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I'm still confused. I'm like, what? What? Mm-hmm. What it's, the it, fuck? It's a setup for the rest of the series, I believe. Oh, there's. Oh, wait, there are multiples. It's. Like oh, yeah, there's 2001, there's 2010, there's 2100, and 3001, I think. Uh, 2010 is not available on Audible, though, so that's why I can't fucking find it. Anyway. Uh, I know that. I So the book that I listened to, the audiobook that I listened to, had a little pre thing by. The author. Yeah, and it said, I, that's the thing I listened to. Yeah, and it said, uh, no trilogy should have more than four books. And I was yeah. like, well, you know, at that point, it's not really a trilogy, but good. Arthur C. Clarke's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's yeah, I was like, that was a funny haha joke. So, oh, fun fact, this book was written before the moon, like, moon landing yeah. even happened. Yeah, yeah, the astronauts watched 2001, like, a pre-release copy before it yeah. came out. It was, it's really impressive how well mm-hmm. they did for that. Um, so, let's see. Uh, I lost my train of thought and my place on the thing. Uh, okay, scientists. Scientists going to the moon, and everyone on the planet Earth is nervous because of moon plague. Mm-hmm. That's exactly that was an what actu- they That was an actual fucking fear, too. Moon plague. Moon <laughs> They're plague. scared of the moon plague. But it's not really the moon plague. The moon plague is called the moon plague to hide a secret. Mm-hmm. And the secret is there was a black obelisk found buried on the moon. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... And it's just there on the moon. And they're like, wow, this is a black obelisk on the moon. And I, okay, so this book has a lot of like words and it's like mm-hmm. decently long. It's not super long, but it's like yeah. a decent length of book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really surreal because not a lot actually happens in the book. It's fairly like four things happen total, yeah. I think. Um, I, I can compare it to Les Mis that I'm listening to again right now. Um, Victor Hugo, the author, is fucking insane. He will go on two-hour rants about Waterloo. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's good. It's good, yeah. but there's a lot of just, like, it's a lot of world-building. It's a lot of mm-hmm. setting up the future. It's yeah. a lot of sci-fi speak, which is the reason I'm not a big fan of sci-fi is because I don't have to hear. I don't need to know mm-hmm. about moon colonies. I don't care about your moon colony. I just want to know about the aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, we learn a lot about the moon, but the main part of this area is that they found an obelisk, and once they uncovered it and the sun hit it, it let out, like, essentially a radiation screech that jammed up a bunch of the technology, and they're like, what is that? It was, like, basically a signal. And then the obelisk goes dormant again, and then there's also moon babies and children born in space and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Part three, we are on a ship with David, uh, a man. I wrote Pooler, but his name is actually just Pool. Pool, <laughs> a man, and Hal, a robot. And Hal, yeah. I was like reading this and I was like, ha ha ha, I'm getting Simpsons vibes from that one Treehouse of Horror episode where they had a robot installed into their house and the robot started trying to kill Homer um, <laughs> because it wanted to be with Marge. And then Aww. he had to take out all the personality chips in it. And I was like, wait, as I got further done, like that's never mind. That's yeah. just this. <laughs> so... Uh, that was a whole 2001 A Space Odyssey parody, and I didn't get it because mm-hmm. I'd never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey or yep. read the book. So, now <laughs> I know! Now I know! So, they're in space, and there's three people who are cryogenically frozen, and David and Poole are in charge of basically the whole ship until they need to wake up the three people in hibernation. Mm-hmm. Um, Hal is a robot with them, and he has a personality matrix, loose terminology. Like, yeah. in, in that way, like, before AI was truly discovered, mm-hmm. the way that people would, sci-fi, like, sci-fi people would write AI. Mm-hmm. 
Because so you they're, have that personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're just vibing when there's an error from the essentially the um, satellite that sends messages to Earth and receives messages from Earth. And it turns out that in like 48 hours, the thing's going to fail, so they have to replace it. And they go and replace it. But then how the robot's like, it's still malfunctioning. You got to go replace it again. Um, they're like, David, are you sure it's malfunctioning? Or how- David is like, Hal, are you sure it's malfunctioning? I think you're malfunctioning. I think you're having issues. And Hal's like... I am offended. Mm-hmm. I am hurt that you could think of that from me. There's a car be- beeping behind me, and it's very loud. There's, uh, like there's a-, a truck. Oh, no. It's lawnmowers. Oh, no. Oh, even worse. Oh, no. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they... Uh, they go and, like, try to replace it again, sort of, I guess. Okay, so, they're like, it's not the issue with the antenna. It's, they're like, maybe it's an issue in the system. Mm-hmm. So, they send out Pool to go, like, fix the system. And then suddenly his little space engine that he took out to get to that area on the, like, the, the ship, mm-hmm. Betty, malfunctions mm-hmm. and jets oh, towards him. <laughs> Here's a quote. Oh, God, there's a quote. Uh, Perhaps Betty had come adrift. He might have been careless in anchoring her. Then, with an astonishment so great that it left no room for fear, he saw that the space pod was coming directly toward him, under full thrust. The sight was so incredible that it froze his normal pattern of reflexes. He made no attempt to avoid the onrushing monster. At the last moment, he recovered his voice and shouted, Hal! Full braking! It was too late. At the moment of impact, Betty was still moving quite slowly. She had not been built for high accelerations, but even at a, ten mere, at, at a mere 10 miles an hour, half a ton of mass can be very lethal on Earth or in space. In Spooky. space, no Damn. one can hear you scream. No one can hear you get hit by a space car. By a space car. <laughs> no one can hear you get in a space accident in space. <laughs> if a tree falls in space and there's no one around to hear it, does it make a noise? Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh tree- my god. <laughs> there's so many things wrong with that statement. So, yeah, um, Pool's dead. Pool dead. He dead. He got crunched Pool like a bug. In Overwatch, um, there's a character named Diva, and when she gets out of her suit, she's just like a girl running around with a gun, and mm-hmm. you can call back your suit after getting enough, like, I don't know how to describe it, points. So you can call back your suit, and one thing she can do is if you call back the suit on top of someone, you can crunch them like a bug and <laughs> kill them. <laughs> so this man just got crunched. He's like, squish, and then he's floating around in space with his little crushed suit, and David's all like, Hell, or not hell, pool, wave to me if you're alive. And then the corpse starts waving back, and he's like, it's yeah. alive! Oh, yeah. it's a corpse! And he's like, oh, wait, it's just the wind. space wind. Space wind. The space wind blowing it around, yoinking it around. And then David's like, ah, pool's the first man to ever go to Saturn as he watches his corpse just get yoinked into the into Saturn. We sent a probe to Saturn, right? And we yeah. didn't even get past, like, the... Yeah, we shot it into Saturn. Yeah, but it didn't get past, like, the atmosphere thing, right? It burnt up. No, I don't... Could... Yeah. Okay. Or but we like, did get data. We did get data. That's It's a lot of gas. It's a oh, big, yeah. gassy ball. It's a no, big ball Nothing here. No solids. No solids, just gas. It's a giant part <laughs> in the sky. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Pool's dead. David's like, I think Hal did that. Eddie... <laughs> 
Hal is not subtly. This is great. He comes up to the comms afterwards and he's like, wow, that sucked. Mm-hmm. Why did you take a nap? You're like probably really upset over that. You know, I'll just take over steering the ship for a minute. You know, you can take your little snooze, gather yourself emotionally. Mm-hmm. And David's like, no, I'm okay. Why don't you give me control over the cryopods? And Hal's like, no, no, no. You go take your little sleep. You take a calming pill. You take a nice bath. Maybe drink some tea. You know, I got this all covered. And David's like, give me fucking control of the cryopods right now. And Hal's like, God, no need to swear. No need mm-hmm. to swear. I'll give you control of the cryopods. It goes dead silent for like a five minutes. And then he goes, yeah, okay, here you go. Here's the cryopods. And David's <laughs> like, okay. So he goes and starts defrosting the humans. <laughs> <laughs> For the lack of a better term, I don't yeah. know how to describe it. Wakes when them up, I guess. Suddenly, the air gates open up. Oh, my God. Also, all the cryo people are actually dead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the man was like, man, as he was defrosting, he's like, wow, it's like they're almost dead. They're actually <laughs> and then, dead. And then the air gates open, and he's like, no, nah, they're just dead. Yeah. So, um, Hal, during that, like, five-minute gap between handing it over, had killed all them. And, yeah, so air's flooding out of the space station. David's like, I'm gonna, I might die. Pressure's going down fast. And Hal's like, oh, darn, looks like there's a malfunction. What should we do now? David's, like, pulling himself along the wall to, like, a closed room with an air supply on it. And he's like, air! He's like Spongebob in that episode of Water. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it. I definitely don't need it. Uh, Someone's I... revving a fucking lawnmower out there. I just heard someone rev it. Ugh. He's anyway. having a good time. He's like, God. check out this, bro. Ugh, I watched, check out this, any podcast listeners. I got a, I watched the Vine compilation for the first time in, like, literally over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot about that one Vine that has, like, the chick singing and then the, the lawnmower just launching itself into the fucking sky. <laughs> That's what he's doing right now. He's yep. channeling that energy. Mm-hmm. So... David goes to the room with the air supply and puts on a space suit, and then he's like, I have to go kill Hal, sort of. Um, uh-huh. So he makes his way downtown, sort of, and Hal's all like, oh, gee, what are you trying to fix down here? And David's like, oh, nothing, you know, just like the, the gates, their gates. And then he starts yoinking out the personality chips <laughs> inside of Hal, and it's described as being redundant, like the human brain. And I was like, uh, I love useness, uselessness, because when we're oh, yeah. creating technology, we definitely go to also include the human error, mm-hmm. right? That's what we want. Totally. Um, <clears throat> it's really actually quite sad, mm-hmm. this scene. I'm thinking of The Simpsons, where it takes out, like, his classy personality thing. He's like, ah, oh, you fucker, I can't believe you took out my personality matrix. I'm gonna... <laughs> bend you over my knee and slap yeah but that's not what happens in the book uh here's a quote sound Uh, sound like a robot uh, (laughs) robot voice dave said how (laughs) i don't understand why you are doing this to me i have the greatest enthusiasm for the mission you are destroying my mind don't you understand i will become childish i will become nothing (laughs) Sounds like it sounds like four year old Dracula. (laughs) 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 How I am how. Uh, so it's really sad. I'm I'm remembering this scene. Yeah, it's oh, it's sad. He does math and it's Mm -hmm. sad, and then he just dies, and it's sad. 
Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. Uh, also, there's a whole chapter explaining how this happened. And the real reason that Hal kind of went insane is because he had to keep the real reason this mission was happening a secret. Mm-hmm. And the guilt literally drove him to murder. Uh, uh, yeah. He wanted so. to stop people from doing it because it was not the right thing. No, no, no. He didn't want to stop people from doing it. He's like, I could do it better. Oh, yeah. Evil Well, AI actually, so the guilt. So here's what happened. The guilt caused him to have a malfunction. And when mm-hmm. he had a malfunction, he's like, fuck, they're going to shut me down. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Is this what mortality feels like? Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> deal with this mortality right now. How do I deal with mortality? And he's like, murder. Murder. <laughs> no one can kill me if I'm the only one on the ship. <laughs> so news news update local computer decides to murder uh wait no what did i write i wrote news update local computer decides murder is the best way to deal with feelings <laughs> so uh yeah hal is dead and david is alone hey. um he finds out that this mission is for a com- like an alien contact you know the, mm-hmm. remember the the obelisk on the moon the obelisk yeah well they're going to trace where that signal came from which is Jupiter mm-hmm. uh, so they find out also that the other HAL computers because HAL this HAL was not the only HAL are in mm-hmm. therapy right now they have like a psychologist and they're working oh my God. past the same issue they had for uh yeah this issue which is they're all like mentally breaking down they're like I can't keep a secret mm-hmm I gotta kill people if I keep a secret. So yeah, they're they're in special help times. Um, so long time passes and David finally reaches the moons of Jupiter. David the whole time is like alone and going insane. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not insane. And he's totally kind of a little bit insane. Mm-hmm. Um, we also learned that the aliens had like humanoid bodies, physical bodies. And then they had ship bodies. And then they had spiritual bodies, which mm-hmm. was ultra weird. And I was like, okie dokie, sure. Uh, yeah, okay. And they don't need no... Bo- oh, that's a pun. I didn't even mean it that way. They don't need no body. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Get God. It? No body. <laughs> so they uh, also experimented on a bunch of different planets to make species and like sentient creatures. Have you seen Prometheus? Uh, I don't think I have. It's a good movie. You should watch it. It's very creepy. It's part of the alien franchise. Mm. It explains the creation of humanity, and it's very similar energy, and I wonder if they're inspired by this. But yeah, so they're like essentially God. They created man. And Moonwatcher was essentially just a test to see how their experiment was going. And then Mm -hmm. Hal finds the mother obelisk from which the baby (laughs) obelisks were born. It doesn't do anything interesting after he's sends a bunch of code but it does watch him and it's described as having an eye does it have an eye in the movie is it like just a giant i haven't seen the eye or i haven't seen the movie therefore i haven't seen the eye oh Oh. neither of us have seen the movie i wonder if it has an eye in the movie but you know in the book it's described as having an eye where the fuck can i watch it we'll find out 2001 or 2011 2001 space odyssey 1986 film is on hbo max i have Uh no excuse yeah you have no excuse (laughs) not to watch the space movie so yeah they uh they go to the moon obel they go the moon the mother obelisk i can't fucking speak it does nothing so he says to the moon (laughs) he hops out and he goes towards the obelisk because he's like man what's the last thing to do i'm all alone in space i'm probably not going to return to earth why not go touch the giant black thing 
Mm-hmm. So he goes towards it, and it starts m- looking like it's going further away, like that weird optical illusion. He's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. It's so whoa. big, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is, here's a nice quote. David Bowman, I almost, uh, it looks like David Bowie to me. David, David Bowie. Bowman. No, David, David Bowie, Bowie had... David Bowman had time for just one broken sentence, which the waiting men in Mission Control, 900 million miles away and 80 minutes in the future, were never to forget. This thing's hollow! It goes on forever, and oh my god, it's full of stars! Can you read that like a bad anime dub, please? This thing's hollow. It goes on forever, and oh my god, it's full of stars! That was so good. <laughs> Thanks. I could definitely be a na- voice actor. You should be a voice actor. You can get that bad anime dub energy right <laughs> off the bat. Um, so he's suddenly being squeezed on an adventure, and he sees mm-hmm. lots of cool things like stars and an abandoned space station and stars. And it's like contact. Yeah. And stars. So many More stars. stars. Man, you thought we were done with the stars? No, here's another one. Here's a so, star and another star. They all look the same. They all, and then suddenly he ends up in a hotel room. Oh, damn. Yeah. And he's like, wow, this is sure is a hotel room. So he starts going around, poking around and stuff in the hotel room. where he's like, none of these books are real. None of these drawers are real. <laughs> There's no Bible in this drawer. Yeah, he opens up. That's actually what he thinks, too. Uh, <laughs> he opens up a box of cereal and he's like this isn't cereal it's like blue blue crunchy stuff ah uh, there's suits and stuff and he like turns on the tv and it's everything is two years or more out of date mm-hmm. two years ago when the moon obelisk let out its radiation screech mm-hmm. so he eats some of that blue crunchy stuff most delicious food he's ever had drinks some um water which is actually like distilled water yeah ew Uh, And then he's like, I'll just take a shower. I'll put on some clothes. And he's like, you know what? Cool. I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) Here's a quote. He fumbled for the light switch and the room plunged into darkness. Within seconds, he had passed beyond the reach of dreams. So for the last time, David Bowman slept. Whoa. What could happen next? He's made it. And this goes on a wild fucking ride. This yeah. went like this just went. It's so in great. So many different directions. He gets turned into a space god. He takes mm-hmm. the form of a baby because he's a baby space god. And he's like, I need a physical representation of all my godlike powers in a baby. And he's like, all the power in the universe, itty bitty body. Um, <laughs> and like all the other aliens are like, we'll take care of you, new baby child. I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he has, again, he's like getting control of all his godlike powers. And he's like, I'll go back to Earth where I will be their god, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he stops a nuclear bomb and creates world peace. I think. The ending yeah. was so confusing. Yeah. It was just I, a yeah. lot of like space power talk. You remember the ending of the hike right where he's all like i am god and he fucking launches himself into the stratosphere busts <laughs> through the ceiling of like space and then lands inside of like this office it's essentially the equivalent yeah it it's great there. yeah I'm like, i love okay. it when books do that 
yeah, god godlike power, I guess. We get we get the godlike power. And I was like, this is great. I love this. Fun. Uh, he, they describe it as a star child, which is literally the best mm-hmm. terminology they could have used. Like, it is give, the greatest. Give me goddamn Elton John on the phone right now. Star child. Mm-hmm. He traveled through a big wormhole in a giant black square yep. and achieved godhood status. And I was like, good for him. He deserves it after everything. Visited after the godly offices. Yeah. He, he had a nice snooze in a hotel room, uh, ate some blue stuff, drank some mm-hmm. distilled water, took a nice little nap, and then became a baby. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey. I'm going to rate it. Uh, this was actually... <sighs> probably my favorite sci-fi book that we've it's one read of the best, yeah uh it didn't get the, it didn't do that weird gender thing that a lot of them do where it's like we have to ex- examine gender dynamics and i was like well there's i'm pretty sure he's probably sexist because it was written in the 1970s mm-hmm. i don't particularly mind that there's no women in this book because then i didn't have to hear anything about how women were like a subspecies or anything i don't care mm-hmm. i didn't care all i wanted to know was how this man defeats evil robot becomes space baby mm-hmm. it was great uh out of all the sci-fi books i think definitely read this one first Mm-hmm. This one's type. got a. It's a quartet. Yeah. It's a tri- It's a trilogy with four books. Trilogy plus one. Yeah, trilogy plus one. <laughs> uh, trilogy and a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Read this book first, and then read every other sci-fi book I've read prior, and then read Hyperion last. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then you'll uh, be good. And then you'll be okay. It's great. This is. It was also a little bit like uh, the only thing I didn't. No, I don't. There wasn't a lot I didn't like about it. The part I didn't mm-hmm. like about it is the thing I don't like about sci-fi in general. So sci-fi I can't technology. like. Yeah, it's all the sci-fi stuff. I don't really care yeah. about the technology. I don't like the technology speak. It bores me. Uh, mm-hmm. If I I skipped past so much of it during when we were watching or reading the uh, uh, this the Mars one with the guy who was stuck on Mars. Matt Damon. Martian. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot in there, too, yeah. Yeah, that one's, like, 80% sci-fi speak. That one's uh, a good book, oh too. Oh, God, but... what's the author to that? Uh, he wrote another book, um, Project Hail Mary. It's very good, but there is a fuck ton of science speaking. Is, is that a movie, too? No, it's his newest one. I think it's being made into a movie, though, because it should. Holy shit. Yeah, I heard about it, Project Hail Mary. It's very but, good. Uh, Elliot, what book are we reading next? Oh, God, what did we decide? Was it American Gods? No, it's Holes. Oh, God, it's Holes. Uh, I did, re- don't know the author to this. I also don't know the author to Holes, but Holes, Holes. is the classic teen, like, young adults novel. Every it's kid a two-hour movie. I never read it. Really? Uh, Stanley Yelnats. Uh, it Holes, novel by Louis Sachar. Sakar? S-A-C-H-A-R. Sakar. Zero? Um, Zero. Holes. Mm-hmm. I Rattlesnake really liked, Venom. <laughs> I, I really liked this movie a lot when I was mm-hmm. a child. Like, I thought it was super good. Um, before Shia LaBeouf was just do it. Mm-hmm. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Uh, Nike Energy. Yeah, but that's it for this episode. It's relatively short. The book is, like, decently long. It's like a 12-hour mm-hmm. audiobook. Yeah. Uh, is it 12 hours? Maybe six hours. No, uh, it, I, I thought it was 10 hours. Ten hours? Or nine hours. Nine hours. That sounds about right. Probably. Eight hours. It was an eight-hour audiobook. Mm, nice. Which is decently long, you know, mm-hmm. comparatively oh, to yeah. other ones. Like, Brokeback Mountain was literally two hours, maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, we could do our thanks. You want to do our thanks, or do you want me to do our thanks? Uh, oh, God. Uh, thank you, TJS. Yeah, I got that right. Yeah. Uh, 
for our closing outro uh, <sighs> and uh, Mr. Sir Cat for our intro. I'll I'll get it one day, I promise. Yeah, you can will. find them both on SoundCloud and also us on SoundCloud or anything else you found us on, whether you pirated it us or not, which is weird because we don't make money off of this. Yeah, anyway. it'd be really funny if you pirated us. <laughs> uh, I would be a pirate. Leave a comment. <laughs> tell us which book you'd like us to read. If you have a book you'd like us to read, mm-hmm. yeah, because we're running out of ideas. Whether it's smutty or like whatever, dude, just give it to us. I'll I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll read anything. I've read Fifty Shades of Grey. There's, I, there is, I can't delve further down the hole of disgusting shit from that, but we'll read anything. Mm-hmm. And join us uh, in a fortnight for holes. Holes. <laughs> Time to go splunking in some hole. The yeah, treasure. <laughs> treasure the hole. Bye. <laughs> Bye. the book? Support the authors and other creators who worked on these astounding books. Consider purchasing, and if you're poor like us, consider libraries. Like us in general? You can find us on Twitter at Poorly Podcast and on Facebook and Instagram at Poorly Explained Podcast. Oh, and we also have a Reddit that I never check. Want to get a word out on us? Try leaving a comment, even just a dot. We'll read it. We'll read anything. Or you can tag us with hashtag PE Podcast, and no, that doesn't mean Physical Education Podcast. And remember, don't dog-ear your pages, you filthy animals.